Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of the podcast. We are officially home, and so this time I have um, our guest with us, but our guest over video chat. It is the one and only Paul Francis Lanier the fifth. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Cheers, what's funny? Uh, no, I love getting to do this with you. I've waited 11 months after two whole squad months. Uh, <laughs> and then being in the same team proximity for like two whole weeks and listening to like, one window of a stinking podcast with you. And now I get to do it after the fact. But yeah. this is one of the best reentry ways for me. Uh, it's getting to do this with you. So thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. We had ample opportunity to do this, <laughs> but... It just never happened, but this is really fun. I'm actually excited (laughs) about doing this um, post-race. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but anyways, I was telling Paul that um, I'm not sure. I have no promises for the listeners, but I kind of want to try this with several people from the squad, just doing like a a post-race, I don't know, little series of us just reminiscing and talking about re-entry and stuff. I think it could be fun. (laughs) So. It could be. And what you're saying has so much promise. I could just hear a lot of people on the squad like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, right. I'll, I'll force some people into it. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be a really cool tool. Again, I'm already enjoying it beyond just for the listener's benefit, but even just the questions you might have to ask or what we just reflect on. It's a good way for us to process kind of like what we're going to talk about in a little bit about yeah. post-rape and what it means to navigate through uh the exodus of a good season but knowing how like to continue our race beyond this organization yeah so yeah how do you feel being the first one of the series Uh, (laughs) gracious i you should feel honored paul i i feel good and i'm hoping that's a good thing (laughs) (laughs) uh it's because it's we've been coming back it took us 24 hours of a crazy travel day from Africa to London to JFK and uh when we were just in such a high maintenance travel mode it was kind of for kind of hard for us to unwind at least me so coming back to the states uh seeing my family it was sweet I was still honestly waiting for my next host to pick us up for our next location I'm still <laughs> kind of am. Um, because we've just been in such a routine of seeing one new place after another meeting one new person and uh kind of what i reflected on a little bit this morning was uh i guess what was a little difficult was coming back to what felt like square one after a whole year of the most adventurous year any of us have really ever lived um, feeling like was this all a dream? Uh, was it a fantasy, mm-hmm. or did we really embrace something that was so life changing, so life gratifying? And I guess after again, just the sequence of seeing something new after new, and then coming back to familiar mm-hmm. faces, familiar smells, familiar four walls, uh, you try to not wrestle so much with this lie of did I really come back from anything that life changing? Do I feel like I'm back to where I started? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a number of world racers wrestled with that lie a little bit at first. And what was actually really cool, I'll try not to spiral uh, with the question, but uh, on our last debrief, we had a Q&A with our alum squad leaders uh, who were just so eager to come and pour into us and just kind of help us with this transition, whether it was with what they said or just how they listened and just being a presence. Uh, but when we had a Q&A about transition, uh, one of the uh, questions is about... I think about changes. Uh, I forgot that was the question, but at least it was answered like such with uh, a friend, Jenny. And she just had a great answer regarding how to not underestimate the changes that the Lord is doing through you. Um, And any which way that sometimes people will counteract it and sometimes blatantly say, oh, you never changed or kind of undermine, trivialize the great things that the Lord's done through you and really revealed in you. Um, and some of that was not even just from voices around you, but sometimes the voices in you that you second guess. Um, so I just say all that to say uh, that just with what she was able to affirm, a lot of us have had so much to be open to. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a lot to like know how to embody that coming back to the States because it's a whole different culture you get to embody in the world race of people who have seen you through the ins and outs, through the quirks, through the hardships, and through the best of 
ministry opportunities to then come back to the states where you've had a bit of a hiatus from America mm-hmm. and yeah. they've had a hiatus from you and they're not necessarily well equipped to know who Heather is today, who Paul is today. Yeah. Um, so I guess the adaption is a little bit of the tangibles of Western society, but also just gracious are people ready for me and am I ready for them? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, okay. I realized this is going to be bad in the podcast agenda, but I realized that we jumped right into that without you even introducing yourself. So uh, let's, sorry. <laughs> let's, uh, backtrack a little bit and then you introduce yourself and then we'll touch back on that question. Yeah, okay. That's Cause I, that's my bad. I never asked. Okay. So Paul Francis <laughs> Lanier the fifth, please tell us where you're from. Um, just a little bit about yourself. So the listeners know. Yeah. So my name is Paul Francis Lanier the fifth <laughs> and I'm from, uh, North Carolina. Uh, okay. and, um, little bit of context uh been on this race with heather for about two and a half months and i actually got introduced to world race a couple of years ago and was on the world race back in early late 2019 and then COVID hit and kind of got taken off of my halfway mark Mm -hmm. and after just a lot of waiting and the lord being able to really give me patience and what that looked like if i'm going back to my old squad or what uh he opened the door with this new squad and some awesome friendships came of it for sure. And if it weren't for this and really getting to see the Lord in this way, I wouldn't kind of do a podcast with Miss Heather after <laughs> 10 and a half months of waiting for that, but still. <laughs> well, now we're here. <laughs> but yes, yes. Paul and I never actually were on the same team. Um, but I guess just through, I don't know, being on the squad, being in similar spaces through long months of all squad <laughs> month yeah. we uh have connected a little bit and paul's been one of my best buds throughout the year so <laughs> we're uh we're happy to have you on paul <laughs> no i remember like i think we gave each other a little bit of a hard time at i would say training about a little bit at launch and uh and then you were off doing your own thing and at the farm for a while. <laughs> in Costa Rica, yeah. I didn't see much in Guatemala, inevitably, just because of our placements. Yeah. But in Honduras, yeah, that was actually one of the best times of getting to hang out with people. It was an all squad month. And whether it's what we were doing in ministry to some just some time to stretch out and go have a one on one on the uh-huh. side of a mountain with the craziest uh, views. Yeah. I remember that. That was yeah, probably one of our first uh quote unquote one on ones. And yeah. after I was able to like hear your story a little bit more, I just thought that makes so much sense why Heather is the way she is. And, like, how <laughs> she, like, well, I, uh, in a funny sense of like she's a firecracker, but also like just how she has such a heart for people and knowing where that's pretty much been in her being for the longest time, but where it's just been able to like really manifest and just be cultivated more through her communion with the Father and communion with community. And mm, yeah. obviously, I'm sure you've been able to talk about it on this podcast of just a lot of the people that have meant so much to you and what they've poured into you and vice versa yeah for sure yeah i uh um remember at launch giving you a bad we're not giving you a bad time but um just like harping on the shoe your shoes that you would wear remember that (laughs) i was like paul nice shoes he had these like really like classy i don't know what you call them like brown um i don't know what you call that kind of shoe but I really liked him, so every single time he would walk by me, I'd be like, Paul, nice shoes, and then that was how <laughs> we first bonded. <laughs> That's right, which, yeah, well, I don't know what World Racer thought, I'm going to bring my Steve Maddens, these yeah. leather suckers that look <laughs> uh, like a million bucks, but uh, yeah, I did bring those, and actually, I brought them because my dad has a similar pair, okay. and what we decided was I was going to take his pair and take him around the world with me through the Aww. thick and thin, through the dirt, and just a little sentimental value to just let him know that these shoes, I've, he's gotten to travel the world through the shoes I've been able to walk in. That's him. cool. I never knew that. And they, I was going to say, like, they made it through the whole race, right? Which they now really makes did. sense. Yeah, they're still in good shape. They look rustic, but that's the obviously appeal of them. And what's crazy is those shoes made it ten times better than my hiking shoes. And those yeah, new, they're supposed to be so much more minimal. They got holes. They're yeah. ratchet. <laughs> what's like one of the craziest places you wore those shoes at? 
the nice ones. Yeah, the nice uh, ones. Uh, da, da, da. As one time when we were walking back, we were in Guatemala and Chichi, uh, walking to the coffee shop, which is not terribly far. It's like maybe point four miles. Um, but it was, yeah, it was raining a little bit coming back and it was just really muddy. Uh, so I wouldn't say this is the craziest story, but just, I, they went through more than I was anticipating it would. If I had known better, just worn tennis shoes or my, uh, Chacos. But like I said, they've been through the thick and thin through nice cities, through dirt, uh, through (laughs) a little bit of hiking actually when it was obviously least expected, but, (laughs) um, beyond just a fashion statement, they, they really are my world issues. You didn't, uh, uh, you weren't wearing those that last day. Oh, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> I was going to bring up the last day in Lesotho when we did that god awful <laughs> hike. But never mind. Paul was ill and was not there. So never mind. Yeah. Awkward. This is so true. No, no, it's, it's, no. Thank you for reflecting on my absence but no, i was i was not feeling good but i was also in much needed time to reflect and yeah, that yeah. was one of the big pieces of reflecting on the race before it came to a close because like you said it was one of our last mm-hmm. few days on the field yeah yeah okay well let's get back to talking about um re-entry sorry everybody yeah. i kind of like cut that off and backtrack a little bit <laughs> but let's get yeah. back to talking about re-entry so paul already kind of touched on a lot of things but one of the things that Paul and I were like talking a little bit before we um, started recording and one of the things that we were talking about and Paul mentioned it a little bit but it's just how like it almost feels like thinking about the race right now it almost feels like it never happened like it just feels like this weird (laughs) dream Um, and so just to give you all some more context we have been home now for a week today actually which is crazy um but we've walked into one of the busiest weeks in american culture (laughs) thanksgiving um which i will talk a little bit more about that like just with my experience of being home but um it's weird walking into such a crazy season full of friends family food all of that um and so i'm at this point right now a little bit where it's like, well, what just happened? Like, that doesn't even feel real. Um, but anyways, so I don't know, Paul, do you have any more thoughts about that? Or, yeah. Yeah, it's just funny. It, we we both were on the same page. Like, it feels like this year was a dream um, until I look at my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> so accurate. I keep thinking that, no, 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 no. Uh, if it was, it was a really expensive dream. But, yeah. Um, good lord. Uh, but no, coming back, uh, it's been sweet. Yeah. Um, I would say bittersweet, and I don't really mean that in a resentful way. It's just bittersweet to come back from everything we saw to then the threshold of Western culture, Western holiday, uh, Thanksgiving. And it was sweet to be back. Uh, I guess it was just so much to indulge so soon. I don't yeah. mean just the food, just yeah. Uh, the ambiance of how we celebrate it, whether it's watching a Macy's Day parade, whether mm-hmm. it's the weather, uh, being in cold weather with moisture in the air again, and not being with <laughs> the craziest altitudes. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, that and being around, again, Femi Love, uh, I guess, even though a lot of us, and I think even you posted a month or so prior to the end of the race of like, you know what, I think it's time. Yeah. Right head on home. Mm-hmm. In some way, and correct me, I might not be able to speak for you, but I think a lot of us could have almost seen ourselves going another two months, at least with each other, knowing that uh, we are, regardless of where, I think even though we could be tired of each other's presence for a while, we still knew how to love each other and almost kind of question, could we go on with the rest of this year without each other? Um, hmm. So it's obviously possible, but I think it was... Uh, at the time, almost impossible to fathom because we've just begun so close. Yeah. We were just so accustomed to being in each other's spaces for mm-hmm. the conversation points that you wouldn't really have with anybody else back in the States about like the shape of your poop or. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Listeners, be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just 
but yeah, weird just got stuff. Way too comfortable with each other. Yeah, I was friends, but yeah. Uh, so getting back here felt a little bit like getting back to square one of like, am I starting 2021 all over again? Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, but uh, luckily, even though it's been a little high maintenance, it's been sweet to retreat a bit and kind of mm-hmm. reflect on the year and reflect on yeah what next steps are yeah I think like for me I think part of that just I don't know I it's different for everybody but for me it's been a weekend and I I really feel like nothing has really quote-unquote like hit me yet and I was telling Paul this and I've been talking to a lot of people about this this week but I think um one of the reasons for that potentially is because um we were so used to like having like a week debrief and then leaving again. And so I think like there's nothing new necessarily for us to be together for a week. Like we were at final and then kind of like leave each other. I mean, obviously we weren't leaving everybody because we had our team, but I think like not being with the entire squad, I mean, it's nothing that's like not super normal you know and so I think like I was telling that to Kate where it's like oh I don't think it's necessarily hit me because I'm actually like used to not being with everybody and kind of like being together and then leaving um but still obviously this time it's a little bit different because we're not with anybody but um I think that like kind of that concept has I don't know added maybe a little bit to some of the things I'm feeling, but also just, like, walking into, um, just the busyness of this week, like, I really feel like I haven't had a whole lot of time to really just, like, sit down and, like, just process for whatever I need to process, like, I really haven't had that space at all, and I've been so, like, just on cloud nine of being home, because I, different than some people, but I was really, really ready to be home, and so being home has felt so good in a lot of ways and which I feel like reflecting I just feel really grateful for a um home that is so like safe to come home to and one that I am like excited to come home to but this week has just been a lot of like just being happy to be home and so and then of course on top of that really busy with Thanksgiving and so um I feel like I haven't had a whole lot of time to really just sit and reflect yet um but I'm excited I think this week I'll have a lot more time because um you know, people are getting back into their groove of things, and so I don't have anything to do, so I just get to sit around and do different things, so I'm excited for this week, and I'm excited to see what the Lord, like, reveals to me this week as I just, like, sit and reflect, but, um, this past week has felt just a little bit weird, and a little bit, like, what just happened, and a little, I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to a few different racers, and some of their Thanksgivings were really busy, rightfully so um whether it's busy like in one house or they just had to mobilize to different places this week to see different family but then some people and maybe yourself i don't know was your thanksgiving kind of like blissfully uneventful um kind of actually yeah i mean i actually had a really really good time um with family and stuff which i think i was expecting it to be like kind of overwhelming um in a lot of ways because that's just kind of honestly like the expectation of a lot of things coming back oh it's gonna be so overwhelming like blah 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 and so I think I had sort of that even subconscious expectation that it was just gonna be crazy um but it was actually really sweet like I actually had a really good Thanksgiving with my family and I felt very oh like I could just talk about whatever I wanted to and it, it wasn't all about me which that you know, whatever, but, like, it was a nice welcome home, but also just, like, it just felt very normal, you know, so I think that was really sweet, and then, um, yeah, I got to hang out with just my immediate family more, and my extended family, so it's actually, like, a really, a really, really good week, um, with family, and catching up with a few friends, and I don't know, yeah, but it also helps, like, this is another thing that I've, um, recognized, is that I also, the people so far that I've seen for the most part are people that I like kept up with throughout the year so it's not Uh, like like my you know some of my closest friends like I saw this week but it wasn't like we had to sit down and catch up about the whole year because I kept up with them all year you know so like they've kind of been like walking that journey with me I think the more and more I sit down and catch up with different people that maybe I wasn't with or didn't catch up with or keep up with all year 
those conversations will get, you know, more and more about debriefing the year. But, like, I spent the day with my, like, best friend on Friday, and and, and we were just, like, normal hanging out because, yeah, yeah, we had kept up all year, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But. I get that. And I would say, surprisingly, as opposed to last year, where coming off the race, it was COVID, everything was so unprecedented, I was just in shock, and I didn't really know how to process, I didn't really want to process, and this time around, just with how everything has just closed in a timely manner, um, coming back to see a lot of people, and kind of like you said, people that I've kept in touch with, yeah. and there's more I still want to see uh, over time, something that I've actually enjoyed much better than I did last year was uh, when they asked questions. Yeah. Uh, I think that they and i understand and i appreciate their sensitivity to sometimes be avoided of it because they don't want to burden me and come on too strong but honestly unless you want me to ramble about something you didn't ask to hear please ask something Mm -hmm. um or i don't want to be despondent and leave you feeling uncertain of what you can poke me with Um, if anything cool tool to let you in on the story and if it makes sense it's kind of a cool tool to let me in on my own story as i'm Mm -hmm. trying to like fathom what i just came through yeah oh i agree i think like people asking questions um is always super helpful um you know one of the worst things is when someone just asks you so how was your year you know it's like god man like good but yeah i think uh when people ask specific questions that's always super helpful and like what you said it honestly can help us process a little bit too because you've got to Especially, like, the very, like, specific questions that are different than, like, the basic ones, you know? Like, those are always fun to just sit and, like, pick your brain a little bit about, like, different things. And it's fun to talk about that. So, yeah, I'm also appreciative of that. Do you have any specific questions that really hit you this week? Or at least, are there any you want to be asked? Ooh. Oh, there was one. Oh, man. I remember someone asking me something, and I was like, oh. What was it? I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm not going to sit here and waste time trying to think of it. But, yeah, there have been a couple that I've been like, ooh, nice question. But I've also had a lot of the, what, what's your favorite country, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing, which is also great. And people want to yeah. know. And that's, you know, 100% okay. But it is fun to get, like, a variety, you know? Yeah. I think what's actually it's surprisingly nice about the generic – which that's not to trivialize the question but like if you ever ask me what's your favorite country you may already have an equipped answer and sometimes your answer actually change seasonally yeah. and it just gives you the space to kind of roam in your mind about what this meant to you more than the other at the time and just again getting to articulate some of these things that really impacted you just helps give it a little bit more of an outline and give your memories more shape yeah um especially for how you get to hold on to them forever and how they become such a great tool of testimony, how they become such a great tool of just being able to encourage somebody with a profound story of one time when I was in Albania, one time when I was Mm -hmm. in such and such, digging a ditch, uh, building a house, (laughs) talking to such and such, you and I talking to a skater in Romania, I remember, we were invited to the American party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. things that I've just been able to learn not to take for granted all because of just some time to myself but also some sweet endearing questions whether very specific or generic and that was just a timely question pointed by god yeah yeah for sure and it's always fun like i'm trying to be like pretty conscious and aware of like whenever different like fun memories come up to like write them down because it's i mean obviously it's really hard whenever you sit down and you just try and like reflect on the whole year at once it's you know you're not going to like come up with every single memory but it's so fun when people ask different questions and you get talking about something and then a memory from you know the middle of romania pops up and you know it's something you hadn't thought about in a while i like have so loved that and just like seeing all the memories that pop up and so i'm being trying to be conscious of like writing some of those down but of course i don't know there's so much but yeah it's fun it's fun to talk about it really is but anyways that's actually a good segue into our (laughs) next uh point of conversation so i want um these post-race podcasts to kind of look like just reflecting a little bit on um re-entry and how that's looked for us so we kind of did that a little bit 
Um, and that'll be interesting the more and more I go, you know, the farther and farther we get out from being home and the more and more I talk to people, how that conversation will just shift and change. But, um, anyways, we want to do that. And then also just spend some time reminiscing on just some fun memories or whatever, maybe not so fun. I don't know what you have, but (laughs) Paul and I both have come up with three different memories that we're just going to like talk about and whatever actually I don't know I can't say I told Paul to come up with three I don't know if he has yet so this might be on the fly but I have come up with three that I want to talk about this time (laughs) have you Paul (laughs) his face right now is very uh no I I think I have okay I I I would say the reason I'm reflecting is like I reflect on the fun ones some of it comes from like the cool situation of being indecisive because there were a lot of them oh yeah um and then just asking myself what are the ones worth talking about with the short amount of time we have okay so okay well i can go first so we're both gonna just like talk about three and um whatever so okay the first one that i gotta pull my notes oh yes okay i was talking about this the other day um with some people but it was the time in albania at our um month eight month nine debrief we were in duris albania and my friend mk michaela parks cleaned my teeth <laughs> i don't know if you knew about this paul what how no, okay so some context um mk our friend mk she is a dental hygienist at home in the states she's practiced dental hygiene for i don't know how many years but she's a dental hygienist and so all year i've been like mk like you've got to clean my teeth like whenever you can so all year she's been like scouting all the stores for like a dental hygiene kit or whatever you know like a little i don't even know what those tools are called but she's been looking for them and she finally found a kit in albania and so she bought it and then she was waiting for the debrief so that she could clean my teeth and it finally happened so we went outside in front of you know everybody that was sitting out there and I laid down on this I don't know we like made this like makeshift like bed or whatever and she sat down on this like chair next to me and she cleaned my teeth and it was one of the most incredible experiences (laughs) it was so fun I mean, without you, like, divulging, like, your dental records, like, was this a necessity or were you just bored? (laughs) I mean, we had nothing else to do and, you know, a good cleaning. (laughs) You normally go to the dentist a couple times a year just to get your teeth cleaned, and so she scraped my teeth. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) Were you you good about it? Were you patient? Did you flinch? Uh, No, I mean, she did fine. She said that it wasn't obviously the best because her tools were you know, not the best. I think they were, like, plastic or something, so who knows, like, how well it actually worked, but it was funny. Like, we walked outside, and we um, made an announcement to everybody that was sitting out there, like, just so y'all know, MK's about to clean my teeth, just so you know what's going on over there in the corner. (laughs) But it was funny. Tell me this. uh, Something I was pretty poor about this year, I hate to say it out loud, but I was not great about flossing. Oh, I never floss though, so I, nothing new for me. Well, I just I can hear my hygienist in my head asking me every time, "Have you flossed lately?" And me not giving a direct answer, um, or if I do, I'll say something like, uh, "I actually did last week." Something that obviously is not to my benefit. Yeah, and I I can feel it coming a bit, so I need to get back on flossing a bit more. Yeah, Michaela had done a number of my mouth because yeah, I, I probably. <laughs> I really, I feel like I've got to go to this. I've got a lot of explaining to do with all the terrible things I've eaten this oh, year. Oh, for um, sure. Well, yeah. it, was, it was funny because she cleaned them, and then at the end, she did one of those little things where she checked for cavities, and she said, you got no cavities. So I'm like, well, good. I don't know what she was going to do if I did, but. <laughs> so, uh, I had no idea. Yes. That made my day. Yes. Um, okay, your I turn. Say, okay, so memory of mine, I would say it was like the funniest, but it was some fun it was actually you were there it was uh i can't what's that is i can remember what happened you you can probably remind me when it happened so this was either early when raul was in romania our host raul uh was so amazing to uh while we were having to sit tight just with some uh covid stuff going on in the city we were still getting opportunities to work remote help the ministry and he would also take advantage of bringing some of us into the gypsy communities and we get to go uh, 
do worship, play games with the kids, little opportunities of evangelism, distribute uh, goods, like uh, whether meals or like milk or what have you. And so I'm trying to, I, you can correct me on when it was. It was you, me, and Michaela went to a, thing, a couple of different places and we got to do a Bible story uh, with them. And uh, yeah, and it was one of the more impoverished areas, if anything, that I've seen all year. Yeah. And, I do remember uh, I remember we got to do stories. We were able to act it out. We were a bit silly, but uh, I love... And that was just such a big... I, I remember that memory specifically, but that month as a whole was so exemplary from the squad of just really getting to see you guys flourish with kids' ministry, uh, personal ministry of like evangelism. And it's not because you guys held it back necessarily it's just i from some of my team situations we weren't permitted to do as much with people because of social yeah. distancing what have you so romania i just really got to see so many people thrive and at least be challenged in the territory of just engaging with strangers mm-hmm. and loving them like brothers and sisters and you guys were just so amazing that you're fun you're outgoing we did uh, we did david and goliath right and then That's mk right. <laughs> it, okay so mk my friend mk she's like literally like six foot like she's so tall and i'm of course like super short and so we acted out david and goliath she was of course goliath and i was of course david and it was quite humorous it was all um impromptu as well like we did it we just made it up on the fly oh beyond belief but <laughs> yeah. so fun yes that was fun that was fun um i think so i just bring that up all for the sake of like it was uh, you could say it was funny, but it was also, again, just one of the first few times, like, I got to see you guys in action. I loved it. And it, it challenged me. It made, it got me back in the swing of like doing community based stuff. But that's where I was just like, so proud of saying, wow, I get to do life with these guys. I'm going to get to spend the rest of this year with them one way or another. Yeah. And I really get to see what they're made of. Uh, little did I know, like, I know they could, were probably asked to do some tasks and I love to get to see their obedience doing crazy things on the mountain, uh, <laughs> with things, but, to do things with people um uh and the interesting capacity you did was just so 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 cool so that really was more of a highlight than you realized yeah. and i appreciate Aww. you got to be a part of that cool yeah that was fun um okay my next memory um okay i have a list um oh paul okay i don't know if you've heard this one either but this is a farm memory um but it's whenever we were in Hako um okay so Paul was in this is in Costa Rica um Paul spent his first month or whatever it was six weeks in a town called Hako Costa Rica which is like right on the coast in Costa Rica and then me and my team and another team were at the farm up in like northern Costa Rica um and so we weren't together but there was a weekend where the farm people went down and spent a weekend in Hako at the beach um lol that wasn't really to see you guys at all it just happened to be like the only place that we could go and it happened to be where the rest of our squad was but anyways we just wanted to spend a weekend on the beach so Hako was our only option so we went to Hako um anyways and we get we did get to see um, some people and different things, but anyways, that was also the weekend of the Super Bowl, and so we were at this, like, super cool hostel, and one of my favorite memories was the night of the Super Bowl, like, me and the two teams that were there, we sat in this pool, and there was this, like, giant, like, white, um, projector wall or whatever, and so they projected the Super Bowl up onto this, like, huge yep. screen, and we literally sat, like, poolside, and we ate Pizza Hut and breadsticks, and we, like, sat in the pool, and we just, like, watched the Super Bowl, and it was so much fun. It was one of my favorite memories, and then literally there was um this guy so we were like all sitting in the pool and then there was this like random stranger who was in the pool talking to us and this isn't what you're gonna this isn't what you're thinking um there's this guy talking to the pool and next thing we know he was like oh yeah like we it doesn't matter like you guys can have um pizza in the pool whatever it doesn't matter and we found out this was like the owner of the hostel and so he was like giving us like all this permission to like you know eat pizza in the pool and blah 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 and so it was just fun because um yeah i don't know but then there was that other weird guy at the hostel who <laughs> has also a very fun memory but anyways 
No, I, I laugh. Not necessarily that. I know what you're laughing about. It's just some silly contextual joke. But I also laugh because we met them. Um, yeah, yeah. After. So it's just funny how the pieces came together where it was the reason we were there was the we was all the guys it was galentine's day uh at ocean's edge where mm-hmm. we were staying in taco and the girls were getting to facilitate just a cool time to i think i i want to say there was uh some kind of session to it as well as like they had fun eating tacos i think they watched the parent trap and uh <laughs> just had fun um overall i don't think it was anything too serious and uh the guys were pardoned or kicked out from Ocean's yeah. Edge and we were able to uh, go to the same hostel um, and it was so cool. We got to eat out, chill, uh, hang out at the pool. We were watching like ESPN, I think, yeah. and laugh about just crazy stuff and sure enough, we met some of the same people and uh, they were so hospitable and uh, we really appreciate them uh, letting us in their space. Yeah. Uh, they obviously had some like crazy philosophical outlooks on life as we yes. do it yes um so we would pick their brain a little bit um and those conversations went till midnight so i mm-hmm. laugh because yeah same people but um they were pretty essential to just our memories in hako silly but again we were, it was just cool to make one more friend after another yeah our first month yeah i mean honestly a cool part of the year was just like getting to meet different people at random places like I mean all the hostels we stayed at and things like that where it wasn't like ministry and we weren't like planning anything but I mean you just meet so many people just traveling like that and the cool thing about hostels is that or something I've kind of picked up on is people at hostels generally are all traveling or in some type of mindset that's pretty similar and so very um uh yeah hospitable very open to just conversation what are you doing like blah 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 and so it's really cool a cool way or a cool place to spark up really good conversation is at hostels with whoever's there (laughs) it really is uh we even met some really cool people it was in san jose our first debrief and the same scenario people who were traveling some people were passing on through some people were there for a number of weeks just taking it easy um taking advantage of some cool touristy sites and some people were working there as tourists just so they have a place to stay so it was such a very it was a flexible lodging situation for uh, a number of them uh so it was cool to hear their stories and it was obviously a great window to for them to ask what we're doing there us random americans of like 40 people or so Mm -hmm. at the time and it was a cool window for a number of people on our squad i remember talking to people whether in broad daylight or like past midnight about yeah. the gospel and yeah. like you said just such a cool neutral ground to hear some crazy stories but hopefully they're just as patient to hear our crazy story mm-hmm. and why we're doing what we're doing yeah yeah for sure man that hostel life we've got some nice hostels and we're also at some pretty janky hostels but yeah, <laughs> you win some you lose that, yeah it that's such an apt statement uh <laughs> we had some bougie ones and our logistics were just so amazing yeah. to take care of us but we also the ones that you're probably referring to are a little dank uh the one that comes to mind which it's not a secret we were uh in Durez, albania and uh we it was a great setup it was spacious and it was pretty central to the city where we were able to explore enjoy ourselves do our one-on-ones uh and i think there was an infestation of bed bugs in one room so one thing led to another we had to extract ourselves from there for the sake of the business of the hostel but also just so none of us got bed bugs Mm -hmm. and uh our logistics went through hell and back just trying to guess yeah uh, stay, stay for the last few days and it was great we were in the capital uh and uh we were there for two days three yeah, days and it was it felt a little bit like a step back from where we were originally but uh, what i was just so proud of nonetheless was uh like you said a moment ago hostels are very communal it's not a holiday and it's not uh anything that's exclusive to your own room you sometimes are sharing a room with a stranger yeah. uh but uh those are cool ways to evangelize to witness but I also was just so proud of the squad for whatever our situation looked like and where we stayed, how we traveled. Uh, people were just so eager for an yeah. adventure um, and yeah. the journey that came with it. So 
yeah, those sure. you could laugh about it, but it was just some fond memories that brought the squad closer bit by bit, whether we saw it in the moment or not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that one in Tirana actually wasn't too terrible, but it, anyway. yeah, it smelled. But, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least I ruined it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's your turn. Um, another fun memory was. I don't know if this is going to be the most controversial uh, post you've ever made because I'll have to, I'm going to say it, but it's already happened. Um, (laughs) So a fun memory was, because I already talked about the shape of poop, so here we go. Uh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. We went to, uh, it was so me and some of the girls on my team in Albania. Uh, We were ready to just do something out of the box we i think it was our adventure day if not our sabbath i'm pretty sure it's adventure and um when we had atl in albania we loved what we were getting to do there we loved uh what we were doing with adopt a child we were just wanting to i don't know challenge the prism of what was asked of us and just do something so a lot of yeah about three of the girls and myself went to go rent bikes and oh, sure yeah. we went to head up to the border of Macedonia, which isn't terribly far at all. Where we were placed in Albania was right by this lake. And if you hit the like, perimeter of uh, the lake another mile or so, not terribly far, there you'll get to go to the border, get your stamp. And we were able to go uh, bike around these open roads. And it was a sweet time of fellowship with them. But even just, like I said, the spacious open roads, we were able to bike at our own pace and enjoy beautiful sun. The where it was at the time was uh, late August, so the leaves were changing a little bit, and you could just tell like the seasons were changing. So you got to witness that the beautiful mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just a day where I'll be honest, I was a little bit in a funk that week, just because it was a bit of a heavy weekend. Uh, I was just so glad to just try something new, uh, see the face of just a new adventure, and we did that. Went to go eat in Macedonia. And actually, believe it or not, it was sweet even when Bree's tire went flat. Oh, and no. we were trying to find an opportunity to pump the tire and uh, with no avail, but we all got to walk back together. And uh, I loved it because we were still able to laugh, sing songs, take Wait, pictures. you didn't find a way to pump it up, so you had to walk back? Nope, because, yeah, so... Oh, no. Let me, let me see if I can explain the metric. So it's about a mile from where we stayed to get to the border. Oh, I, okay. That's maybe right and we went about another few miles okay three four so not terribly oh, far okay i uh, thought you guys two. went a lot farther than that but no okay. no we wanted to and we kind of considered it but breeze tire went flat when we hit this uh little touristy city it had some good restaurants it was by the beach or the beach of lake yeka and um we got to eat sit down but once your tire went flat uh believe it or not it was a little bit of a central area but no tire shop uh if you went further it would be another four miles until or so till we got something so we knew we had to head back yeah but like i said it was a beautiful day uh being each other's company we already have food in our stomach we were able to chill laugh listen to music and then even uh we were making sure we were back in time for dinner uh with the rest of our team uh kennedy and court went on ahead and i just got to hang out with Bree, and that was the first one-on-one we had in a while so uh so yeah. i guess my memories aren't always like the most story worthy but i just think back in the memory of just yeah. what we got to walk through and, and just what it meant to me and the little things that yeah. really kind of changed the trajectory of uh, kind of a heavy week into yeah one of the best professional ones well and that memory for me is that the fact now people ask me how many countries I went to, and I said, um, we went to seven, and then some of us went to eight. <laughs> Did you really say that? I think I've said that once. Because <laughs> they got to go to Macedonia, so. No. Yeah, which, uh, all I have to say, we, yeah, I, we did it. It's, we're glad we did it for the sake of just a fun adventure, and uh, in hindsight, I probably would have probably done it again. But it was for the sake of making one more memory beyond what itinerary tells us we were supposed to do that day. And like I've said before, like an adventure without a journey is just an errand. And I'm glad we were able to just really pursue something out of the box that we'll obviously laugh and look back on. And uh, for what was funny about it, but what really was just fun and a delight. 
and yeah. just turned a, a long week into a good one, like I said. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, so the last two are going to need to be quick because we're already at 45 minutes. So, um, I have, uh, oh, this one's funny, Paul. You were there. It's a quick memory, but it's the last, our last travel day, whenever I was putting on my big pack for the last time and I fell (laughs) over. Uh, I, that freaking big pack, I don't even know what it weighed the last time, but it was one of the last times that I put that thing on. I put it on my back, and I lost my balance a little bit, and I straight up fell over. And Paul had to literally help me get up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I remember, this is going to be a bit of a sad turn, but it (laughs) comes with joy later on. I remember I helped you up with that, but I was in that room, and that's when I realized that one of our squad mates, my favorite squad mate, Hyman, was leaving and right when i had to pick it up they were like oh time is leaving time is looking for you and i had to run downstairs and (laughs) he was gone because our friend time he was gone uh, you didn't get to say bye to him oh sad so many people were sad for me rightfully so and i was trying not i'll be honest not saying goodbye to him when i was thinking about i'm gonna post process this race not saying bye to him got me a little ahead of schedule so i got a little weepy but I, but the joy of it was like he said, "Oh, I hit a miss him." We still keep in touch to this yeah. day, and yeah. we're obviously are anticipating when we'll hang out. So yeah. uh, we that just says how much I missed a good brother like him. Yeah. So, but I laugh because I still got to. I know I'll see him when I do, but I do reflect on what a crazy but fun day it was. And you trying to lift that stupid bag with <laughs> all your might and then just falling back over. It was so uh, I made it through the whole race carrying that thing without any accidents. And then the last time I just fell straight <laughs> on my back. Like it was, yeah, quite humorous. But uh, did you like did your bag get lighter or heavier over the year? Um, it went in waves, it was lighter. <laughs> at the end but during the middle i mean that thing was heavy like we didn't our squad so this is a little bit of a sidetrack i probably shouldn't tell the story because we're running out of time but i'm going to quickly but here we go our squad <laughs> most people like whenever we're preparing for the race and stuff they're like oh by the end like your bag is gonna be so light like throughout the year you just get into this mindset where you're like i don't need anything blah 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 and so going into the race a lot of us like had that expectation or whatever but i will say this and i've had this conversation with many people our squad is the exact opposite all of our <laughs> luggage was so heavy like we all had so much stuff and we were not in this mindset of like throwing everything away we were all in this mindset of like i gotta go get more things like you know whenever we were in romania and we had h&m like we bought that store out like i mean our squad we had a lot of stuff we had a lot of stuff you saved the economy of h&m <laughs> yes we so did much <laughs> we had an h&m in romania and our squad i mean we all just went there and got a lot of new clothes um but anyways so but yeah i had my bag was pretty heavy the whole time but yeah <laughs> Mine surprisingly got lighter. I don't know if it was just... Uh, I didn't drop anything, but I don't know if I just had a new math of, like, where I store some of my luggage, like, day pack and yeah. big pack. But somehow I made it through and just got a lot more efficient than I ever thought I was going to get with it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I can't speak for all the guys, but at least I know the girls, like all of us. We all had pretty heavy packs the whole time. Some of you oh. guys' guys' packs, though, I remember looking at being like, oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody on our first day when we were going to uh, we were Atlanta and going to Fort Lauderdale and then uh, Costa Rica. I know their bag weight was like overweight by uh, immensely. I'm sure <laughs> who it was and how much it was. I think it was one of our uh, old squad mates at Chelsea Dalhite. I just oh. can't remember what the weight was, but <laughs> that was a big testament to me having to really be cautious because I did not want to pay an extra yeah much money yeah i remember thinking the last time whenever i was on my flight the last flight home i remember thinking if this thing is over i don't care i'm paying the money i just i just i'm ready to go home <laughs> that's the only time but all the rest of the times i was very conscious of it but the last time i was like i don't care but yeah anyways okay you got one more memory okay go. i'll give it short okay um 
one of my favorite memories was uh, at Lake Adeline. Uh, mm. I, unfortunately, I hate that you guys didn't uh, get to join at that time, but we got to meet a number of the squad and uh, we got to go cliff jumping, uh, got to explore the city a bit. It was a beautiful one, but uh, I would also say it was one of the sweet times of really getting to one, catch up with the people that uh, I didn't get to in Hako, but uh, one, we had to, like I said, dive off a huge cliff, which is a dope, and got to see a beautiful city, but uh, I think the fellowship was just really replenishing, just some awesome conversations that I didn't know I wanted to be a part of and really needed. Yeah. We were in Chi-Chi for a while. This is isolated. in um, Guatemala, just to preface yes, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for that context. Um, but where we were in Guatemala was a little more isolated. We had Bread Breakers, another team on our squad, and we loved getting to hang out with them. But uh, I would just say it was just a fun memory of uh, hanging out with them and actually had a really good team time that night, I remember. And one of our SQLs, Connor, was there, and he was just kind of helping us with the ropes of how to operate team times with feedback uh, sufficiently. Uh, just kind of how to articulate those things. Uh, and the way beyond just world races image, but just how to do it lovingly. And, uh, his example really helped. And I just, yeah. So yeah. I, again, I wish I could say a story could come of this, but I just, the yeah. memory, what it really meant to me with yeah. people within the squad and our team, it was a big game changer with, again, some fun memories of a cool city. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We, uh, got to go. And that's another fun story in itself that I don't have time to share right now, but we did get to go eventually to, the lake and uh a little bit of a different experience than what <laughs> you're talking about your experience was there but anyways <laughs> that was a very a very beautiful um place in guatemala for sure but yeah all right well we're already at 51 minutes which <laughs> is we could talk forever so we got to cut it up but paul thank you Heather. for joining the podcast i'm glad that we finally got to uh pump one out <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like that. I didn't like that metaphor at all. What? I'm glad that we got to crank one out. That's the that's the metaphor that I'm looking for. Anyway, sure anything better. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably come up with something better. You're right. <laughs> uh, but it's been real. Thank you so much for having me. I I love getting reflecting to fun memories with the squad and just where you got to be a part of some really cool memories of one of the best years of my life. Yeah, I really mean for sure. Um, okay, for everybody else. Be on the lookout for more of these post-race podcasts that will probably, I don't know, maybe have a similar outline, maybe not, but um, I really enjoyed this. It was a good time to reflect, like what Paul said. So, all right, we will talk to you the next episode. Thanks for listening.